Welcome to ESMO Ombud Podcasts. Today we will talk with Professor Jeffrey Weber about the recent developments in adjuvant therapies for patients with melanoma. Thank you for joining us, Professor Weber. Thank you for having me. So, two trials evaluating immunotherapy and target therapy for melanoma patients in the adjuvant setting were recently published. Patients included at completely resected stage 3 and 4 melanoma, but few patients with stage 3A were included. Where do you think will be drawn a line on which patients should receive adjuvant therapy? Will or should stage 2 patients be considered, and how should we select these patients? Well, complex questions, but these are questions that we now face every day since in the U.S., uh, nivolumab, as you know, is already an approved agent for any stage 3 or 4 resected patients, and I am sure that soon enough, Dabrafenib and trametinib will also be approved, and I'm sure these will follow in many other countries. My feeling is that if a patient has stage 3A disease with microscopic disease in a single positive sentinel node and a, of course, non-ulcerated thin primary melanoma where there's a likelihood of relapse of 25% or less over five years, to me, that would seem to be marginal evidence of benefit for any adjuvant therapy. I'm hard-pressed to tell a patient who, sitting in front of me, has a 75% chance of being cured of his melanoma just sitting there doing nothing further, and tell them that they need to go on a year of therapy, which has potential toxicities, has potential morbidity, and obviously has significant cost. Uh, a year's worth of nivolumab in the United States is probably at least $150,000. So I, I, I'm a little hard-pressed to take someone who has 25% risk of relapse over five years or less and put them on any adjuvant trial. And that means any stage 3A patient who has truly microscopic disease in a single positive lymph node. Now, you can take a 3A patient who has a somewhat thicker primary who might have uh, a significant uh, amount of tumor in the lymph node, although it was not palpable. Uh, and there, I, I think that it begins to be reasonable to put those patients uh, on adjuvant therapy or even put them on a clinical trial. Uh, I would take any stage 3B, 3C patient without any problem and put them on adjuvant, or at least offer them adjuvant therapy. And certainly any stage 4 resected patient, I would offer adjuvant therapy to. Mm-hmm. You also asked, by the way, about stage 2 patients. Uh, Again, the stage 2C patients, if you look at the AJCC data, either 7 or 8, actually have as bad as or a worse prognosis and outcome than those who have stage 3B resected disease. Yet, in the United States, there's no uh, approved adjuvant therapy for stage 2C disease other than high-dose interferon. As you know, when uh, nivolumab was approved, it was stage 3 and 4, not stage 2C. Frankly, if I could arrange with an insurance company with a stage 2C patient who had a very thick primary, and when I say very thick, we're talking, you know, 5, 6, 7 millimeters, with ulceration, uh, and and if I could arrange it, I would offer them adjuvant therapy. I would have no problem doing that. Good. Your answer takes us to the second question. Uh, that is, in both trials, patients received therapy for up to 12 months. Do you think this is the ideal therapy duration, or is there room for a shorter treatment, particular for immunotherapy? 
again, we're often what we would call a data-free zone. Uh, we have no real information suggesting that there could be an alternative to a year's of, of therapy. Uh, that year was based on many things. As you may know, the original EORTC 18071 trial where ipilimumab was given, you could get up to three years of therapy. To be honest, exposing a patient to three years of adjuvant therapy is almost cruel and unusual punishment. I think that's impractical. A year would be a reasonable amount of time to have adjuvant therapy. I think that's acceptable to most patients. Beyond that, no. Could six months be a, just as good? Entirely possible. I would be a little skeptical that less than six months would be appropriate. I think that six months to one year would be reasonable. Uh, obviously, in the absence of any data, I will offer all patients one year of therapy. It would be very interesting to compare six months to one year. That would be perhaps what we call a cooperative group trial. But I, I wouldn't hold your breath on, on anyone doing a comparative trial of six months versus one year of adjuvant therapy for either nivolumab or dibrafenib trametinib because that would be expensive, a very long trial. And anytime you do an equivalence trial, it requires thousands of patients. So I, I just don't see that happening. I think we'll probably end up, for lack of any better data, sticking with one year of adjuvant therapy. Okay. Then I would ask you about the BRAF mutated patients. What, in your opinion, would be the first treatment of choice in the adjuvant setting with the data that we have now? Well, if you look at the nivolumab data from the 238 Checkmate trial, clearly there is an advantage to both the BRAF mutated and the wild type patients of nivolumab versus ipilimumab. However, if you look carefully at the BRAF mutated data, the mutated patients don't do as well as the wild type patients, and there are many potential explanations for that, um, which might include more aggressive inherent biologic disease in the BRAF mutated population. Nonetheless, the patients who are mutated do very well with nivolumab therapy. If you try, as I think I did at the ESMO meeting in Madrid, if you try to do a back-of-the-napkin calculation of uh, how well the patients do in terms of relapse-free survival that are BRAF mutated, that are stage 3 only, which again is breaking down the subgroups into small parts, and compare it to the data from the stage 3 patients from the COMB-AD trial, it looks pretty close. Again, you're comparing apples and oranges. I would say the best conclusion is that either nivolumab or dibrafenib trametinib are excellent adjuvant choices for a resected stage three patient who's BRAF mutated. Uh, it's very difficult because of the different designs and accrual of those trials, the different patient populations, to do a proper comparison. Certainly, either is reasonable. I think a lot of physicians will like the idea of using nivolumab because it only has an 8% rate of stopping because of toxicity versus 26% rate for dibrafenib trametinib. So there may be some toxicity differences, uh, but at the end of the day, I think either of them is a perfectly appropriate and reasonable option. And the, it'll come down to the preference of the patient and of the physician as to which is utilized. We would consider that the BRF mutated patients with a recurrence during adjuvant target therapy are somehow biologically different from those that present with a recurrence after finishing treatment. 
Do you think that the recurrence during adjuvant therapy will preclude target therapy in the adjuvant setting, or is there a place or indication for a re-challenge? I think someone who relapses during targeted therapy with an isolated metastasis could certainly be re-resected, but I would not put them back on BRFMEC therapy. I would put them on immunotherapy and vice versa. I've already had a couple of patients who failed adjuvant nivolumab, not on protocols, off protocol, and they've got, and they were BRAF mutated. I've put them on targeted therapy and so far they've done well. The other way around, if they were on BRAF-MEC therapy as adjuvant treatment and progressed or relapsed and then were re-resected and again rendered free of disease, they go on immunotherapy. I don't see the rationale. I, I suppose you could argue that there was an isolated metastasis that was no longer sensitive to BRAF-MEC therapy that had developed a resistance pathway or a new mutation, say a MEC mutation or a bypass pathway. And once resected, uh, then the patient could continue to benefit from BRFMEC therapy. Uh, we know in the metastatic mode that you can treat beyond progression, and those patients will do well for a while, but ultimately, most of those patients are going to progress. My gut feeling is that in the adjuvant setting, once you relapse after receiving targeted therapy, you should switch to immunotherapy and vice versa. Thank you, Professor Weber, for your time and for this very, very interesting discussion. Find more podcasts on ESMO homepage and stay connected via Facebook or Twitter for updates. Great. Thank you very much.